0: Welcome to I See Dad People, providing advice to the modern dad around the world. Sharing stories, having a laugh, and cringing at Eugene's, I don't know where he found them, dad jokes. So let's go. Uh, welcome to the I See Dad People podcast. Uh, myself and Eugene are joined with Mike and Gabby today uh, from Proofpoint. And they're going to share, uh, they have quite a lot to share with us today, a lot of interesting stories. Uh, so maybe Mike, uh, uh, you want to introduce yourself first? Sure.
1: Uh, so, Mike Grimberg, uh, my wife Gabby, and I run a company called Proofpoint Marketing. We're a digital agency, um, and uh, I guess what, what what do you like to hear from intros? There's a lot of there's a lot of different directions we can go with the just with the intro.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, it, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to hear your your business first proof point and what you do there, and then maybe we can go into a little bit of the history. Sure. Yes, yeah, so
1: we're we're a, a B2B uh, digital marketing agency, so we work with tech companies, manufacturing companies, and what we call tech-enabled professional services. Been uh, added for going on close to four years now. Uh, pretty soon, uh, fully remote. So we have a remote team. And uh, the reason we are remote, actually, was it was on purpose. We were remote before remote became the cool thing to do with COVID. Um, it's because of the birth of our daughter. So my daughter was born severely premature back in 2015, um, at which point, like, I, I was still working, Gabby was still working. Um, and then over time, as medical needs and whatnot, look, we can get into the story a bit more detail later, but his medical needs sort of became lesser and Gabby is ready to go back to work. And I was ready to sort of make a a change, if you will. We decided that, you know, we, we needed to be, have a lot more flexibility and be able to be at home. So we decided to do a remote thing. We've been working from home ever since.
0: Great, and and this is actually a first for us on the show as well, because uh, we normally have uh, one one guest, but we have we have two guests today. So we also have Gabby joining us today. Uh, it's nice to have you on, Gabby. If you want to give us a little background.
2: Yes, thank you so much for having me, Stephen and Eugene. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on a dad podcast. Um, so my name is Gabby. As Mike said, we are husband and wife, and we have our company, Proofpoint Marketing. Now, Mike kind of went through the high-level details. I'm sure that I can provide a little bit more color as to some of the challenges that we went through with our daughter being born to premature, as well as kind of the journey to entrepreneur, entrepreneurhood, um, parenthood, and entrepreneurhood that kind of happened at the same time. Um, I've been in digital marketing pretty much for my whole career, almost 17 plus years now. Um, Both Mike and I have worked in agency side, we've worked in-house, Mike has some startup experience. I kind of, before we even got to business together, I went off on my own and I was a consultant for for a year or so before um, taking a full-time job and then before deciding to start a family. So um, so my career has always spanned um, digital marketing, same with Mike. And we are, we forgot to mention, we are based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I moved here 10 years ago from, originally from the East Coast, from the Boston area. And, uh, and, And we live together here in Minneapolis. We have our beautiful daughter, Lana, who's five and a half. And our dog Samson, who you might hear barking, will do our best to mute our lines. He's a German shepherd. Um, and that's a little bit about us. And I, Mike forgot to mention that he's a big Liverpool fan and that he was watching the game before, not before the recording oh, oh, doesn't play until tomorrow. Oh sorry, I'm not as big of a Liverpool fan, but Mike is a big Liverpool. I don't know, I'm sure you guys are big football fans as well.
3: Oh, yeah, now. You've you, up, yeah, oh man, he just went up like 50 points in my <laughs> I am a massive Liverpool fan, we do have a big game tomorrow, Um, looking very forward to it. It's, it, it's been hard staying in touch with the Liverpool games actually, because obviously when I was back in Ireland it was at like 3pm, but now they're at yep. like all hours in the morning, but it's worth it, and it's, it, it's too hard to watch the recorded games you just have to no get up, I, I can uh, never I can never
1: do that I've never never been because once you know the result it's just not fun anymore
3: oh happy days I have another red <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is this coincidence that uh, you knew the Liverpool, or is this coincidence that you brought this up, or did you somehow figure out that Eugene is a massive Liverpool fan? I'm, I just no, to, uh, I had no idea. No, you didn't that know.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I know you got you, you. guys are from Ireland and and soccer, but football is big there, and you know, and and we're we're pretty big into 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 football, our family. So, um, I just thought I would throw that out there, but I had uh-huh. no idea that Eugene was a big Liverpool fan. Ah, uh,
0: disagree. Yeah. For people listening to us, uh, you know, Eugene did some uh, fist pumps and uh, and jumped around a bit there. <laughs> you had seen that.
2: Actually. I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. yeah we're we're hoping to ta- not to go off on too much of a tangent, but um we have some family in in England in Britain in, in Manchester actually and we, we were hoping to travel to England this year but of course with COVID that didn't happen. so hopefully in in the very near future we're hoping to take a trip to England and um, our daughter, who's five, loves Harry Potter. She got she got kind of a a taste of Harry Potter some of the movies are a bit more advanced for her so she hasn't watched all of it but she what she has seen she's just mesmerized and um and I'm a huge Beatles fan actually I'm obsessed with the Beatles and when Lana was our daughter when she was around 2 or 3 and starting to talk I, I the first words that I told her besides mama and papa were John, Paul, George, and Ringo. And those were huge. That was a huge uh, day for me when, when Lana could say those words. And then not only could she say them, but then she she learned um, who they were, you know, their fa- the images of John, Paul, George, and Ringo. And then further, she at, at a very young age, uh, mind you, she's still five, um, she has now learned to identify the Beatles by their singing voice. So if we're listening to a song, she will know. Oh, yep, that's John, or that's Paul, or oh, that one's Ringo. Now Ringo's easy to identify, and you know and she you likes
1: know- to quiz us on
2: it. Too. Oh, she likes to quiz us. <laughs> hey, Barbara, yeah. Do you know who
1: sings this? Yeah. Uh,
2: so I'm I'm a big Beatles fan. Mike is a huge Liverpool fan, and our daughter's a huge. Harry Potter fan, so she has mapped really, out. Really, we should be moving
1: to the UK, I mean, like...
2: right? Well, she has mapped out our entire trip to England. She said, "Mama, you will go see the Beatles Museum. Papa, you will go to the game, and then you will take me to the Harry Potter World." So we have our whole itinerary. We're not going to see the Buckingham Palace. You know, we're not going to do anything like that. We're not going to go to Ireland or take a day trip to Scotland or they We just uh, those are the three things we're going to do when we end up in in the UK. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a great story. I I got a chance to live in uh, London for for almost two years and I really enjoyed living in the UK. There's yeah, it's and and, uh, Europe, uh, you know, it is one of the things I do miss about home is uh, the short flights to multiple countries. I mean, that is one thing that uh, if we ever do move to Ireland in the future, uh, I know I've been telling Joanna, you know, it's nice to jump in the face. She's a ma- my wife's a massive Harry Potter fan as well. So she probably listened to this going, yeah, like me and uh, she went, they went to Harry Potter world and we have we have a couple of Harry Potter ties in this house. We have some owl that makes noises and <laughs> I can't even know. The, I can't think of the name of the owl i should know the name of the owl because my daughter has
2: Hedwig. yes Hedgewick,
0: Hedgewick, yeah. i was going to say
3: a hedgehog i'm so happy you came in with that <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right um so uh yeah so do you want to tell us a little bit about your, your journey i mean we, we had a chance to read through some of it and uh to say that it is uh it is definitely not a normal journey and, uh, and a quite inspiring journey so I, i'd just love to hear uh, from you guys like how you got started and how you're still running a business it's it's kind of like that shocking piece that you guys are running a business together uh in in this moment in time i would be honest when we're we're talking about trying to balance a normal job uh you know and but then balancing your own business is it's just crazy so i think mean, once you hear the
1: story it'll it'll ma- it'll make more sense i think because the the reality is that our our experience whatever five and a half years ago uh i think Prepared us pretty well for 2020 in in a lot of ways. Not not on purpose, obviously, but
2: yeah. Um, do you so want re- Mike? Do you want me to tell more of the medical side, and then you can talk more of the business side? What What do you think?
1: Uh, I was just gonna go into sort of the the. It's up to you.
2: Well, you you you're the dad, and you're the star <laughs> of the show. So so you decide.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll let you talk about the, the, the mom stuff. How about that? Okay. Um, so, I mean, the, the reality is the how we got to the business was purely by accident. You could say, I think we, we both sort of have always wanted and kind of had entrepreneurial uh, inclinations, if you will. Um, I mean, we, both of us have, own like God knows how many domains between the two of us with businesses that either never got off the ground or got off the ground and didn't go anywhere kind of thing and um so there there was something was always in the works but how I got to this business was purely by accident um I had so when our daughter was born though she was mind you she was supposed to be born on in December of 2015 she was actually born in August
2: so she was born she was four months months premature
1: um so when that happened gabby had just pretty recently before that uh started working uh, t- taking a job for one of her former clients because she was consulting and she was a team of one and i was working also fairly new i'd switched jobs not too long before that for, uh, uh, for a for marketing agency and actually it, for that company i was doing a decent amount of traveling we had an office in um uh, in the UK, uh, clients and a few clients in Dublin, actually. So I was traveling quite a bit, both to the West Coast for some client work and, and whatnot. So I was doing a lot of travel. My daughter was born. So travel wasn't really an option because we were in the hospital every day. Um, and, then, you know, we can get into the, some of the medical details, but it was very much touch and go for the first two months. We were in the hospital for six. Um,
2: and we she- got laid off. We should mention that our daughter was born at um so 11 ounces for those listening using the american system and 330 grams for those using the metric system she was very 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 underweight um, very small she was four months early as we mentioned um and she is the second smallest micro preemie to be born at children's minneapolis hospital and to survive and she's still the record holder for that five years on
1: she's, she's on a, that registry what like a 100 number 150 something whatever in the world or whatever
2: yeah there's a world uh, registry for the smallest born children uh and she's on that registry i don't remember exactly what number she is on but which she's not a record
1: i would wish upon anybody but
2: right i mean it's yeah. it's it's wonderful to say now five years later that she's a miracle and she's just thriving but but, you know, at the time, it was very scary. And and like Mike said, we were in the hospital for six months. Um, and those first couple of months were pretty, uh, actually, first couple of days, even, we didn't know if she was going to survive. Wow. Yeah, we, yeah, we we, we had, a, we had a,
1: we even passed a couple of days. I mean, there was a couple of surgeries. There was even a month in, I think I remember getting a call. And they're saying, hey, you guys may want to you may want to spend the night here could we, because we didn't spend the night every night. It's just those units are not meant for that. Like there's technically a, a bed, but it's probably the most uncomfortable thing you could ever imagine to sleep on. Um, but the, yeah, there's like a adjacent uh, place where you could spend the night and they call us and said, you may want to be here. We got that call two or three times during that stay the first couple of months. Now, again, everything is fine. The one thing I'll throw out there just for reference Anytime we say 330 grams or 11 ounces, that doesn't really click for everybody. What I always say is, pick up your cell phone and hold, put it in your palm of your hand. That's about the weight and the size. Wow,
3: that's incredible. And um, as Stevie was saying, we were doing a bit of um, reading beforehand, just to, just to patch up in advance of you guys coming on. And we went on to um, Proofpoint dot marketing and mm-hmm. and who are we in the founders journey and it it is absolutely remarkable for for, for anyone listening to the show pop onto it and um you know, you can see lana the little one when she was you know obviously after being born and and um starting her journey now which is amazing you know one of the phrases that that really stood out for me on your website was out of despair, desperation, and crisis, Proofpoint was born. I'm I'm struggling to find a pair of socks in the morning here, and I have a 22 month old, <laughs> perfectly healthy little man. I, like I'm just wondering, for the two of you, um, like how how did Proofpoint marketing come to be? You know, yeah. was was there a moment where to you guys put your heads together and said you know we have to do some often as humans when we're back into a corner in life as well there's only one way you're going to come out of it It's say fighting you know that could be one and yep. um, terminology to use but what was it for you guys
1: it's a it's a good analogy so i've, I've got a I've got a martial arts background i used to compete in thai boxing and whatnot so i like the back against the ropes kind of kind nice of analogy but um yeah i mean as i was as i was talking about it was not that we didn't have a choice but it wasn't the other option wasn't really a good one let's put it that way so but I mean by the time the business started Lana was almost two years old it was uh she was 22 months she was doing pretty well like uh, most of the major medical issues were behind us at that point she had been home for uh, about a year and a half at that point um and I had been, I had switched jobs again at that point. I was consulting on the side to make up the difference because Gabby, when, uh, where we stopped was Gabby had gotten laid off while she was still in the hospital. So she was a team of one. And I guess the guy made the decision that, hey, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, not going to keep this going because there's well, no way was, you're going to be able to work.
2: It of was of it was definitely insult to injury. I, you yeah. know, I had had an emergency C section and not even a week later, I think I think just a week <clears> later, <throat> Uh, You know, I'm still recovering. I'm still in the hospital. I've, you know, been split open. Our daughter is in critical condition. She's in the ICU, the NICU. And I got an email, not even a phone call, uh, saying that, you know, my position had been terminated. Um so that was insult to injury for sure because I was yeah, like yeah, I was a bit of a coward. I, I That's was putting it lightly. <laughs> right. And I was the, the primary health care holder at the time. So all the health care went through me. And so, you know, in addition to now losing our second stream of income. <clears throat> We have a daughter in critical condition and now we have to figure out this whole thing of healthcare, which I'll tell you was a nightmare because we were so worried that, you know, with pre-existing conditions and all this mumbo jumbo and all this stuff, we were just kind of nervous about how the heck are we going to figure that out? And thankfully we it did.
1: Worked out,
3: but... well, yeah, That's a massive thing as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, um, we have a lot of listeners that that tune in, um, uh, globally and, um, obviously people from from Ireland as well in the UK and over there the the health system is quite different um, yep. than, than what it is here in the US and I got my own little taster of that last year when we had some uh, medical procedures that we had to go through with my son but for people listening in from, from Ireland and the UK and uh, basically having healthcare with your job is like another income in its own isn't it
2: yeah. I mean it, it yeah, can certainly it's not, feel better.
1: Especially like, with if you need like uh if you know you're gonna be spending a lot like like we did. Yeah, it's not it's not cheap. But and yeah. one one interesting thing out there out there too. So I, I mentioned when I when Lana was first born, um the company I was working for had an office in the UK. So I had some, you know, a good number of uh coworkers over on the other side of the pond, if you will. And um what one of them was telling me was that when she heard sort of how small our daughter was when she was born, she's like, There's literally maybe one one hospital in the entire UK that would have possibly been able to, to, to care for her. So, like the while our the health insurance part was definitely a mess, the fact that they're like just in Minneapolis, there's probably three facilities that could have handled her. And we were in one of the we just got lucky in the sense of we were probably the, the best place that we could be for that kind of situation or one of the best places so
0: yeah it's it's interesting you know uh, often what we we look at is you know uh, i read this book about uh, moments and um, uh, it's always interesting these uh, conversations to hear about the to put people in that actual moment when a decision was made and when you think back there is an actual moment always and, and i, I was well, speaking to Eugene earlier on in this podcast and we started and one was how has your work life changed since you had a kid and I think the and I and I've told people who are about to have kids and they're worried Uh, Like, how am I going to do my job? You know, already I'm doing like, you know, seven in the morning until six. What am I going to do? And I think what changed for me was optimization. And I think I have, I I work as a a product manager and I also worked as a project manager and program manager, the company was, and moved around there. So I kind of moved in those two spaces. And what I have noticed in myself that's changed is being able to optimize where you're uh, condensing an hour down into 15 minutes and you can, if you if you're in that mental mode of accomplishing something and having a real good goal and knowing what the outcome is and looking at because you have to do that with a kid anyway you have to you know balance that stuff um, and i have noticed myself be able to cut down what would normally have taken me an hour down to 15 minutes and actually often come out with a better outcome because you're mm. rallying people around in a shorter amount of time to get to that goal and there's less of the fluff of because as a, you just don't you just don't have the time, right? Because you got to you got to do everything in a quarter of the time. So I'm super interested to know is is um you guys spent a long time in the hospital. You had to balance so many different things. How, do you feel like a lot of the success of your business has been down? Is is that because I'm reading between the lines of what I read? Is there a lot about uh. You know the fact is that when when you ask how did you how are you guys running a business is it is it the fact that you've managed to really nail time is that it or was there more to that?
1: I honestly I don't think that I don't think it's that. Uh, for, uh, I mean we've we've kind of ebbed and flowed. There's been times in our business where we've been really good at that, and like asking us right now we're not very good at it. <laughs> the reality is that we would not be able to do what we do without help. Uh, so when we started the business. We got a full-time nanny. We were at home, but we had a nanny downstairs, uh, you know, doing all the stuff with our kid. Um over time. And you know, like we, you know, we would come down, we'd have lunch together, you know, she'd climb up and come upstairs and chat with us here, you know, for five minutes, ten minutes here and there. So we were present. And if some you know, you know, there were some medical things, there's medical appointments and all the therapies and whatnot. So we were always present for those. Um, but there's no way we could have done that without that help right now during COVID my mom's retired she watches our daughter three days a week she's at her house our daughter's at their house um one day a week we still have the nanny come and then one day a week that's where we do balance you know at least one to one and a half days a week we're kind of splitting we'll call it parenting and business right but there's no way we could be doing this full time without some sort of support there's no way that
2: business would not exist I would add to that, Mike, I would say that, you know, when we were first starting out the business, um, our daughter was only, you know, just shy of her second birthday. She was 22 months. Um, and so she slept a lot. She was, you know, she was, she was younger. She didn't, she needed attention, but it was different. Um, and so we had the nanny and we were able to work. And one of the things that we did in our business that has been truly, um, very helpful is that we really took a look at okay what is mike best suited for what is his role what are what are the things that he's the best at doing for this business and then also vice versa for me what are the things that i'm best at doing what are the things that i want to do and we really made sure to carve out our roles and carve out those responsibilities and and to, for the most part i will say that we 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 are very diligent about staying in each other's lanes, you know. I've got my lane. Mike has his lane. Certainly, we talk about things. Certainly, we compare notes, and we we get each other's, um, you know, blessing, so to speak, on on big decisions. But you know, we've we've been very good at I think in terms of prioritizing and optimizing and trying to be the best at our job at, at and building a business. And you know, mind you, we're still um, very much in startup mode. I would say. Um, four years into a business is still is still very relatively young and early. Um, but you know, I think and that COVID we, didn't help. <laughs> COVID certainly did not help for that, sure. Um, but yes, like Mike iterated, absolutely having help and asking for help. That was a big le- lesson that we learned in the hospital. You know, we are both very independent people, we're both very headstrong. And um that was that was a big lesson that we had to learn is that we can't do it on our own we need help and 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 we are always not the subject matter experts you know when it when it came to the medical stuff you know at this point I can say that I could play a doctor on TV or you know we could be, we could be nurses we could be doctors. Um, because of all that we've learned with with our daughter's medical journey. But starting out, I mean, we were just so ignorant and so blinded by everything that we didn't know what we didn't know and we had to ask for help. And I think that translated really beautifully into becoming an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs don't always have all the answers. We don't always know everything that we need to do. Sometimes we're blinded by things in our business. And so that has been a huge... Uh, a, a leveraging point for us um, going through that journey with our daughter is to recognize and to realize and to give ourselves the permission to, to know that um, as parents, we don't have all the answers. And as, and as business owners, we don't have all the answers. And so to, to surround ourselves with people that can help and surround ourselves with people that are um, experts in their field to give us the tools and the resources that we need
1: and i'll say it's been a much harder lesson for me to learn than than for gabby i mean i've i've definitely been the one that's sort of always okay i'm gonna figure this out i'm gonna learn it you know i can do it on my own kind of thing and it's it definitely has translated into the business though because we have kind of the other to add on to what gabby was saying we've been working on being much better prioritizing and kind of staying in our lanes and doing the things we're best at but we've also been working on as much as we can sort of from a financial perspective obviously um getting help and support you know and outsourcing things or hiring people for everything else um and that's that's definitely helped us both actually improve the way the business is run and performs uh, as well as giving us more time to do the things we need to do both at home and, uh, and with the business
0: yeah, I think that resonates with me and, and I know Eugene has said, I, I just wanted to add is like, I probably one of the biggest mistakes I made when I when I was running my startup uh, when we we're doing Cusco is I, I come from a computer science background. So I was a developer for many years and unfortunately the downside of that was when we were starting the business and we were um, a shoestring budget starting our business uh, and it grew, but I spent a lot of time. Just like what you had mentioned, Mike saying I could probably build this, or I could do this, and I can build this. And it took a, took two took took about two years actually before me and a partner, and actually Eugene worked in the company. It's how we how we met in actual in Cusco. And uh, uh, it took about two years before I realized uh, I could spend thirty dollars a month here and <laughs> buy a to uh, buy a premium version of this tool, and it'll save me hours and hours of things that I can actually focus on. Yeah, but it's funny. I mean, I I see this as a common thing <clears throat> in startups is. It's, it's more about saving money and trying to save the dollars rather than thinking how much of actually of my time is going to go into this and increase the failure rate because I'm spending time doing stuff that's not my core competency mm-hmm. or yes. my core competency of the business even more importantly. So I, I think that's such, such great advice and a great uh, journey that you guys just shared because I think a lot of people um, You do need help to get it off the ground. And and the more you can delegate, uh, the more you can be successful, I feel. And so that's 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 a great little thing.
2: Absolutely, and I and I would just say that um, you know the whole parenting angle because you did ask about that is it, now that our daughter is five and she's she's so articulate and she has she has such a she really does have a very advanced uh, level of communication. I think that's because she's spent the majority of her life around adults. You know, she's always she's been a, around adults more than she has with children, and now that she's five and she's always known us to be at home. She's always known us to be working at home. Um, she is very are in tune and 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 present and aware of what happens in our business. And so, you know, Mike and I have had to this year especially sometimes with, maybe too much. Yeah. Well this, this year, especially with COVID, because she she is home, uh she is home at school from school. Um we have to be hypersensitive in terms of when we talk about the business, when we shut it off. Um and, and and not spending so much time at work you know i both mike and i can can just get on our computers and we could work easily you know 10 12 hour days or more because we love what we're doing and we're passionate about what we're doing and we want to grow and make this business a success but then the parent in us has to realize okay wait a minute we have this child she has needs she can't be in front of the tv all day we need to spend time with her so i think having a child and having a business absolutely uh, pushes you to a point where you you really do have to look at yourself and look at your priorities and say, okay, is what I'm doing right now in this business, isn't that the best use of my time? Could I have a VA do that? Could I hire somebody? Could I delegate that off to somebody else? Um, or take a look and say, can we push this off another quarter? Do we honestly need to do this particular Or even project? just another day, whatever Or even is. just another day, <clears> exactly. <throat> Um, And and that that has also allowed us, you know, prioritizing our time, prioritizing the tasks that we do and what we take on in our business has been um, very much uh, spurred by our daughter and by her needs and by the fact that she's home and she needs attention. She needs us. She needs us to spend time with her. Um, So that's also a big motivating factor into what we do and how we do it, and whether or not that's us doing it, or whether or not that's somebody else that we can bring on to help us with the task. Oh, that's great.
3: Yeah, uh, a lot of really good advice there, um, particularly around optimizing um, your time, which is something that we, we all try and work at each day, each week. Well, I try myself. Actually, we did a, a uh, podcast on it, an episode um was the the two percent rule, so looking at thirty minutes of your day as two percent and just breaking out the whole day as a hundred percent and where everything fits in there, including sleep, including mm-hmm. time that you spend with your family and all that it's quite' it's, it's quite interesting when you map it out and just put it down on paper where your time is spending. Even that twenty minutes that you're spent like a zombie on your phone looking at something that you shouldn't be, like <laughs> YouTube videos. There's one YouTube video I look at sometimes is this guy just building a hut in the jungle, and it it just draws me in like for fifteen minutes, and that's it. Fifteen minutes is gone. <laughs> I, I'm back on track. Um, a couple of the episodes that Stevie and I have been involved in, um, there's there's a reoccurring theme of um, some some phrases that that come out for loads of different situations. Two of them that you mentioned there, you guys mentioned, was surround ourselves with people and asking for help. Now, because it's a, it's a first for see Dad people having a couple on here, i got to take the opportunity to circle back to what was quite a relevant moment for you guys and the birth of Lana. Um, that was obviously a very very difficult moment in your lives and there's there's a lot of people now worldwide with the pandemic and everything like that going through difficult moments also. As a couple together was there any coping mechanisms that you guys used to keep yourselves strong
1: for Lana?
2: That's a good question.
1: Mike.
2: Yeah, you want to go first? I
1: can go first but the reality is is I honestly don't know that I can give any advice because I've been asked this I've been on a number of other dad podcasts and kind of at, and obviously we've had this conversation a million times with friends and people who meet us and things like that and that's a common question I get asked and the reality is is I don't know because uh, for two reasons one is I'm generally just the type of person like we were talking about you know backs against the wall you kind of you just do what you got to do right kind of if anybody's a boxing fan or a fight fan out there you kind of Put your hands in front and kind of <laughs> bob and weave and do your thing, right? And uh, the the and then on top of that, it's. So I, I operate better, sort of, on, in, and in, um, not better, but I, I operate pretty well in in uh, situations of high stress um, in general. But then, I think I've blocked out, like mentally, some like as a coping mechanism. I think long term, like so much of what happened, like I know what happened, but I couldn't tell you what was going on, what was going through my head at the time. It's kind of a blur in terms of, I can tell you the events that happened on any, on any given day, but I couldn't tell you what I was thinking. I think, and I think that's a, I was reading about this a while ago. I think it's, it's a real, like a biological sort of coping mechanism that the human brain goes through in terms of, you know, like if you, if that doesn't happen, that's, I think if I'm not mistaken, somebody can probably correct me if, if I'm wrong, but if that doesn't happen, that's where like PTSD comes in, where your brain can't get past that thing and you just keep going back to that moment kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know, is the short answer.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting <clears throat> that you asked that question because um, I remember distinctly being in the hospital, you know, our daughter was recently <clears throat> born, um, you know, and again, for, just to, Remind folks that may be listening, and she was born at twenty four weeks, four months premature, weighing eleven ounces three hundred thirty grams, one of the sm- one of the very smallest micropremes to be born at that hospital and um our nurse we had a we had a, a full-time nurse assigned to our case, and you know she had said to us she'd said um and I don't remember exactly verbatim what she said or how it came up, but she basically said that a lot of couples that go through a medical emergency with a child whether it's prematurity whether it's cancer god forbid or any sort <clears> of you know serious long term medical journey with a child that oftentimes the pressure of 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 wanting so desperately to care for your child and see your child be healthy tears the, the couple apart you know because they they the couple the husband or the or the wife may be coping with the situation entirely differently you know they they may they may show their emotions in different ways they may express their feelings differently, and and that it's it's hard for both couples to, um, you know, the the pair in the in the relationship to help one another because they're dealing with their own grief, they're dealing with their own stress and anxiety and and what have you. And yeah, I remember, I think the
1: statistic real quick was like uh, they told us, she told us that I think parents who end up in the NICU or like I think the divorce rates are I think upwards of sixty or seventy percent or something like that. Oh, wow.
2: Something <clears throat> ridiculous, something yeah. like uh, uh, like out mind-boggling. And I remember Mike and I looking at each other, you know, after the the nurse had left the room, you know, we're we're sitting in this this NICU room with the buzzes and the beeps and the wires and our daughters hooked up to everything. And Mike (coughs) and I, we just kind of locked eyes and we just kind of said to I don't know who said what first, but we said, no matter what, we're going to get through this. It doesn't matter. We're gonna whatever you need to do, whatever I need to do, whatever we need to do together. We're going to get through this. We need to be strong for our daughter. I remember saying that to Mike. I remember telling him, we need to be strong for our daughter. And we dealt with our grief and our challenge and our stress differently, very differently. Um, you know, me being the mom and and the nurturing type and the emotional type in the relationship, I was, I, I was very outward with my grief. I, I remember, you know, crying and, and yelling and lamenting and screaming at home. Um, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And Mike was very stoic. He was very internal. You know, he felt as though he had to be the strong one. Um, but I do know that he was going through his own grief and he was going through his own stress. And, and we just said to each other, we said, whatever we need to do, we're going to get through it. And I think, I think what we did, quite honestly, is we respected one another's time to grieve. Mm mm-hmm. We gave each other the space and the understanding and the respect to recognize that Mike was going to grieve differently and he was going to deal with this differently and that I was going to deal with it differently. And Mike was very able to sort of, okay, you know, he had a few moments of, of shock and panic and fear, but then he was very able to just, okay, I'm the provider, you know, at that point, Mike was the only one working, I was without a job. So Mike really dug into work. He really leaned into his role as a provider. He really leaned into his role as a strong husband, a strong father, as um, nurturing, but in a different way. And for me, I I I didn't have a job, I lost my job. My only job during those six months was to come to the hospital. And I did that every almost every single day. Um, I was able to produce milk. That was very lucky that I had some uh, breast milk that came in. So in those early months, my job was to pump milk and to be at the hospital. And so we leaned into our roles. We leaned into what we knew how to do best. Mike, um, you know, interestingly, Mike was, as he mentioned, he was working for a company and he was traveling overseas to Ireland and England and the UK. And he was doing so well at his job. I mean, even to this day, the coworkers, he's no longer with that company, obviously. and until this day the, com- the coworkers that he worked with um, spoke very highly of him. And they, and they remember the, you know he had a team under him and they remember everything that they taught him or that he taught them. And they remember his um, it, it just just him being a great leader in, in a time of in a time of great distress. Um, and so he really leaned into that role that 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 was for him, that that being the provider, being the the breadwinner. The... And of course, of course, he had his moments. Of course, he he struggled and he dealt with stress and he dealt with his emotions. But we grieved differently. And mm. I think that being able to respect and and provide each other the space to grieve and to feel our emotions is, I think, the best thing that kept us kept us together as a pair, especially during the most difficult time in our lives.
1: I just thought of two things um, specifically that bit more tactical, um, comes in hindsight, right? <clears throat> there was uh, kind of going back to, excuse me, uh, asking for help again, uh, I don't think we, well, I know for a fact we couldn't have done it without the support system that we had. <clears throat> so my family's in town, Gabby's family's in town, um, they, and then, you know, kind of they, they, the, the, the cold, you know, it takes a village kind of thing. I mean, we had people, friends and even strangers bringing us meals. We had uh, like former coworkers would send us, <clears throat> uh, food delivery gift cards, you know, all that kind of stuff. We couldn't have done it without the, the support system. And then the other thing, um, was, I don't know if you guys have heard of CaringBridge um they're actually they happen to be a local nonprofit, but it's a think about like a private blog where you can kind of get your thoughts out kind of thing and it's you share it with
0: whoever you want
1: you can password for etc and that was I mean definitely for me I think the the main outlet right because I am the type of person that bottles things up internalizes it, and <clears throat> most of the time that's okay but I think when it's that high stress of a situation it's very detrimental but this was sort of my way of putting stuff out into the world and not having to deal with anybody else's sort of even feedback or whatever. It was more of like a support thing of just getting things out. Like it was a journal, right? And I think those two things tactically, I think, immensely helped us.
3: Well, that, like you guys have have a lot more advice to, to give than what you think. <laughs> the advice <laughs> that you guys gave there was – was some of the best we've had so far on the show Um, Thank you. and even even now advice to 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 people tuning in Mm -hmm. is the way that that you guys are able to talk so much about everything so clear because it's obvious that you guys have talked about it a lot with each other and that's another you know coping mechanism in itself instead of bottling things away you guys are openly talking about it and You can see how you guys work together so well in business because even at the point of the most stressful time in your lives, you guys were prioritizing your lanes and what you needed from a psychological level, you know, which is really awesome. So you can see how you guys work together so well.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I just, this is this has been such a, I mean, if you've, it, on previous podcasts, I think me and Eugene speak speak a little more in it, but, and and this one has been just, fa- it's been probably one of the most fascinating ones that I'm just, I'm just sitting here taking it all in. I, and I'm not, awesome. it's not one of those things, hey, you say that to all the guests, it, it actually isn't, it's been, it's just, I feel like there's like five or six episodes here of the amount of things that you guys have gone through. Normally we have people come on who like it's one area of something. But it sounds like you guys have touched so many different areas that there's so much and I and it's interesting. I say to Eugene, I know you said about the advice, but even my mind was starting to think of situations I've been in, you know, and I I I won't lie, like I I look at the, the 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 difference of the situation. I, I remember I actually was in a car. Uh, we were we were driving to pick up our daughter yesterday, and ironically was sitting in the car. First time we thought about it in like two years was we were talking about a moment where uh, my daughter had some issues with her lungs, and she came into the bed. She was like one and a half, and just couldn't breathe. And you're just standing there looking at their. With, with Joanna just trying to figure out what am I supposed, and she's just looking, just looking at you, you know, and so she, we went to Seattle Children's and we were talking about that moment and as re, it, even in that moment, I, I'm, I'm trying to even think about what is inside your minds when you try to think back to that, because even me yesterday, I was emotional in the car, just even thinking about that yeah. moment of yeah. helplessness that I had. And then when she was born, my wife didn't get to see this, but she went completely blue. And I remember standing there and just automatically the nurses were like, you need to move. And and so I just, I can still fully remember just standing back looking at it. But then I was in the car and I was like, I don't wanna talk about this anymore. I'm done, let's talk about something else. I'm moving on, I'm getting yeah. like, this is getting very stressful even thinking about it. So I'm just sitting here listening to this going, uh, you know, I, I'm just imagining my moment and so I'm just, that. that's why I've been just quiet. I've been just thinking about yeah. wow, what that that's must awesome. be like. So I think mm. there, there's someone uh, from my hometown, actually, unfortunately you, you mentioned cancer and his, his daughter just got out of a cancer. She's about the same age as my daughter and she just got out yesterday. And I was also just, seeing like there's all of these people and we're following and I don't use facebook very often actually the first time me and Eugene were on facebook was for 5 years was for i see that people because you need some social media too to push your stuff out right and it's the only thing i kind of followed along with because uh, i just put myself into his mind trying to go through this right now and uh, yeah and so i think there's so many people out there that are going through stuff that this is probably probably going to be the one of the ones that uh uh I look forward to sharing with so many people because I think it's really going to put perspective on on people, Mm -hmm. on things and that you guys are now running. And I know it's just totally separate, but you guys are running your own business from home and during COVID, you guys already gone through that after being in that scenario. And now where you are, I think. There's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna find this very inspiring. I'm looking forward to my family, my parents listening to this at a minimum, just to hear this story is, is incredible. So I just wanted to share that before we go into uh Eugene's uh dad jokes. We, it, <laughs> Eugene has refused to continue this podcast unless he gets to do some of these dad jokes. I'm well, just gonna say As long as you're not uh, asking me to tell dad
2: jokes, because I, <laughs> I don't know that I know any. So. You, 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 I love dad jokes, so you have a great audience for within me. <laughs>
0: We do have sound effects, so if you do not laugh, Eugene does add laughs in there. And he tries to <laughs> find laughs, so, so don't worry. So don't don't feel bad. I don't know where he found them. You used to have better jokes
1: before you were a dad. Really?
3: <laughs> Ready for act? <laughs> Let's go. What do you call a person who sets fire to all of their bills?
1: Um...
3: Burn it <laughs> 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 What's the opposite of a croissant? Well, it can only be a cross uncle.
2: I probably I probably get giving you the most laughs on the podcast, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Last week, my wife asked me to pass her her lip balm. I accidentally passed her the glue. she's still not talking to me. <laughs>
0: So we, we also then kind of fin, uh, how the rest of it, we, we finish off with uh, what's called our random question round, which is going to be interesting because uh, we normally run it with one person. And then we'll kind of have a little bit of an outro after that where you guys can kind of share uh, where people can find out more. But this is kind of the random question round. Are you ready? Oh, I get it. oh my
3: god so both of you can answer these questions who is your favorite tv dad
1: tim allen from uh what is it home improvement
3: home Improvements. oh yeah
2: Okay, I'm. I'm gonna go with a more recent uh, dad. I love Eugene Levy from Schitt's Creek. I don't know if you guys watch this oh, show. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. that, that should have been
1: mine.
2: I love Johnny Rose. I just love him.
3: Now that we have our first couple here and a first lady on the show, who is your favorite TV mom? Yeah,
2: I mean,
1: we, we could just go with Moira
2: Rose. Uh, right. I, w- I was gonna say, could we go with Moira Rose? I mean, she's you, just so you awesome. Can.
3: Yes, what is your favorite day of the week?
2: Friday. Because oh, we yeah. get we we record our podcast on Friday and we always have a lovely time with our guests and we're just as we're having an amazing time with you guys, we have a wonderful time with our guests. So for me it would be Friday.
3: What is your favorite city in the US besides the one that you live in? Scottsdale. We love
2: Scottsdale. I, I would say absolutely Scottsdale, Arizona. We love it. We traveled there. We have a client. Or Seattle. And Seattle. We we did our honeymoon in Seattle. I was gonna say that. Yes.
0: My wife's oh, yeah, actually too. from Tucson, actually. ah <laughs> Yeah. So I've been down to Arizona a couple of times now.
2: Yeah, it's just. awesome. Oh, and my other favorite city is gosh, I have too many. Boston, because I lived in Boston. I went to school in Boston and it's just a wonderful city. I don't know if you've ever been there, I don't know. Um and San Francisco, my other favorite city. Si- I have four. I hope that's okay.
1: <laughs> okay you can have as many no, as you want. Are gonna cut this all out and I'm not, not gonna put our episode live? Now. Yeah, <laughs> broken the rules.
3: Two questions for Gabby and two questions for Mike. So I'm gonna start with Gabby here. Who was your favorite fetal?
2: <laughs> I mean, I I'm very much uh, partial to Paul. I love Paul. You know, he's one of the greatest songwriters for me in the world so I would have to say I would have to go with Paul
3: Ringo or John Lennon sorry I have three questions now (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, (laughs) well you know John John is a controversial one you know and and I and I respect him I respect his music I like John but I like Ringo more because he's just a bit cheeky and I kind of like that cheeky sassiness that Ringo has going on plus he's a phenomenal drummer
3: True. What? What's your favorite Peel track?
2: Oh, that's too hard for me to choose. I love, I love them all.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: well, if, if I had to choose just one, just one, I would say Eleanor Rigby.
3: Mike, my friend, over to you.
0: any Liverpool questions. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's one or two.
0: We can leave for twenty minutes, Gabby. Take a seat.
1: First what was the question? Back. I feel like I missed it. Yeah, no, the he first
3: didn't. one I'll, yeah, the first one I'll start with is is actually mna re, uh, related. Conor McGregor or Nabeeb? Uh I Careful mean, Nabil.
1: Nabil, I him. So there's that, but uh, I like <laughs> McGregor better.
3: Yeah, there we go. In terms yeah. of uh, in terms of Stephen or Kenny Daglish? I'll go with
2: Gerrard. Nice. I would go with Gerard too, but yeah. for different reasons. I mean-
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, another Liverpool question then. Would you rather beat Manchester United or Manchester City? City? Do you guys have a nickname for Lana?
2: Oh, we have too there's many a nicknames. Lot. There's a lot of nicknames. There's a lot of them. A couple of uh, Gabby's ones
1: are completely random. And yeah. we should probably put, uh, throw things out there. Our backgrounds are very international. So I'm actually from the former Soviet Union. So we've got, uh, we'll call it a Russian version of her name. And then uh, Gabby's family is half Brazilian, half uh, Egyptian. So there's all sorts of stuff
2: that comes Yeah. That. Um, you, you tell the Russian ones, I'll tell the other
1: one. Uh, I mean, so her name is Lana, so there's Lanuta or Lanutkin, which are, uh, they're like diminutive type uh, names, it's, it's more Russianized, if you will.
2: Um, I call Lana Lanuta, (laughs) my aunt calls her Lana Banana, so we have that, um, (laughs) Um, I, I make up these silly little names for her, Bubuli. It just means, I don't know what it means. I just, it just was something that kind of, it stuck with me when she was a little girl. So, uh, she still is a little girl. We still call her that. One day she'll absolutely abhor these names, I'm sure.
3: (laughs) Nice. Would you guys rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals?
2: Oh, Oh man, that one's
3: hard. Can I do? Can I do both?
1: Uh, since Samson's <laughs> my dog, I guess I'll go. Uh, or, I mean, that's always said. I guess I'll go with talk to animals, and Gabby's already yeah. a, a good way. Good way is down the path of talking all the languages. So I think we'll go with that.
2: Yeah, well, that's yeah. a good split. I like that.
3: Can you guys say something in an Irish accent?
2: Gabby could. Jump on the morning be? too.
3: There you go. <laughs> yes.
2: I I love I, I'm very well. I love accents. And I like to think I'm pretty good at them. I think I do a much better Scottish accent actually. Oh, yeah, my. Pixar. Lana, she loves um Brave. You know that that Pixar movie Brave with Merida? Yeah. Yes. And uh and King Fergus and they live in Dunbroch Castle. She loves <laughs> she loves that one. So we do oh get God. we do And I do love that show. I'm sure the if there's ladies listening on this podcast there's another wonderful show uh on on the it's an adult show. It's called uh Outlander.
3: With yes. Jamie Jamie Fergus.
2: Watching. And he's from the highlands of Scotland. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a great show. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything in
1: any accents. I'm awful at it. What's Lana's favorite TV show?
2: <clears throat> oh gosh.
1: T V show right now? Probably Magic School Bus.
2: Magic School Bus, yeah. But she she loved. <clears throat> um she loves tv and arts and and music and so she loves star wars actually and she has again she hasn't watched all of them we'd be terrible parents if we would let her watch all star wars shows but she does like star wars and she's gotten into the lego star wars cartoons um anything disney if it's disney and it's got a princess in it that's for sure a, a plus we have to we had to get disney plus right away for that reason um okay. and uh, but but her favorite show show is definitely the magic school bus
3: well, you guys have passed the rapid fire question round with flying colors thank you very <laughs> much for taking part
2: thank you this has been so much fun. fun i think we could easily spend you know another like i don't know hour two hours with you guys okay. This this has been such a joy and such a pleasure
0: uh, do you guys want to give us a little bit of a, just a little bit of an outro and and tell folks just about your, 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 your business, your podcast, and just where they can go check it out? And then, of course, we'll, we'll be sharing it uh, later during the week after we, we post the podcast as well.
1: Sure. Gabby, you want me, I'll, I'll do proof point. You can do mixing business.
2: Sure.
1: All right. Um. So if you, if. If anybody wants to chat with us about marketing, uh, B2B marketing specifically, we're both very active on LinkedIn. The company is called Proofpoint Marketing, which you can find at proofpoint.marketing, not .com. <clears throat> uh, so if you're a you know technology company, manufacturing company, et cetera, and you have marketing issues and you're looking to drive more revenue, come chat with us. Uh, Gabby, you can tell them about
2: our podcast. Yes, and so we have a podcast called Mixing Business with Pleasure. We interview couples that own a business together, that work together. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We love the we love doing the podcast. Becoming podcast hosts has been one of the, the joys of 2020 that we've learned to, that we really enjoy. Um, apart from being on podcasts, we enjoy hosting them. And so uh, check out Mixing Business with Pleasure our website is currently in development, but we do we are on all um, major plot, podcasting networks and channels. We're very active on uh, on Instagram. And so the Instagram handle is at mb. WP mixing business with pleasure underscore podcast. And I'm sure we'll give you all the links so that you can include these, those in the show notes. But if you just Google mixing business with pleasure, you'll find it. Uh, Please check it out. If you know of a wonderful couple that owns a business that works together, we are always looking for um, our next guest. So we'd be happy to connect. And like Mike said, we're both pretty active on LinkedIn and we'd love to connect with anybody that's that has resonated with anything that we've talked about or that wants to talk about anything we've talked about. If, we're especially passionate, as you guys probably know, about talking uh, about prematurity and just uh, and that side of our life. And so we'd love to connect with anybody that may be going through that or that knows somebody that's going through that. Um, And certainly, you know, there's the proof point, there's work, you know, we can talk about work all day, too.
0: Great. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much, um, Mike and Gabby, Mm -hmm. today. I think this has been one of our longer ones. It's just kind of flowed as we've talked through it. But it's been an absolutely fascinating listen, and it was great to meet you guys. I always love what I've loved about the podcast so much is uh, I'm sure you guys go through to say you meet people that you've never met. And by the end of it, you're just having a conversation as if you're sitting at a restaurant, having a meal or sitting at a bar. It's kind of it's a little bit of a. Like a gap stop for not being able to actually go out and meet people at the moment exactly it's, it's been, it's been for mental health it's i think it's it's been really helpful for i can speak for myself and i think for eugene as well like mental health it's great to have this break every now and then just to speak to some people and uh have the conversation so it's been great thank yeah, you, so you guys much. are awesome
2: thank yeah. you guys have a wonderful podcast and we're excited to be here and and, and be your first couple on the show so thank yes. you for that opportunity
0: Alright, yeah, I hope you fun. guys I hope you guys yeah, yeah. have a have a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck with with everything. Thanks for joining us today on I See Dad People. If you would like to check out the rest of our podcasts and be the first to hear our new ones, you can visit us at icdadpeople.com or follow us on Instagram at ICDadpeople underscore official and we will see you next time. And remember I see dad people, I see them all the time.